Hey, and we're live on the chess of the show. Good evening, guys. I'm Andy, and joining me tonight, I have Jason and Jason causing chaos in the background and confusing me from Combat UK Stevenage. Evening, guys. How you doing? You're all right. How are you doing? How you doing? Not bad, buddy. Not bad. You? Yeah. We're fine. We're always fine. (laughs) So... For the guys who haven't heard of Combat UK Stevenage, it is basically a massive great airsoft shop in the middle of Stevenage, isn't it? I think that's the best way to describe oh, yeah. it. Selling kit, guns, got range. Yeah, yeah, basically. Tech service. Yeah, pretty much all your airsoft needs, apart from a game, really. But it's not big enough to have a game in here. We tried. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, we have tried. It's, it's, <laughs> it's stream is that why everything's pinned up to the racks now? Is that is it, It's not to stop people pulling them off at all, it's because you knocked them all off when you were playing inside the shop. <laughs> uh, we're not that rough, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing CQB right then. <laughs> no, it's more accidental shots. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you guys can pick between you. Uh, just introduce yourselves and how you got into Airsoft. I'll let Parker go first. Ah, oh, right, okay. Uh, how I got into it. Um, to be honest, originally, I never had any real interest of uh, starting an airsoft. I walked into Combat UK to buy a Halloween outfit, and uh, between uh, Ed and Jason, they managed to talk me into playing my first game, and well, that was pretty much it, really, pretty much like everyone else. Yeah, so <laughs> Ed and Jason got you into it. Yeah, yeah, no, they really um, yeah, got me hooked on. I mean... Uh, Ed's very passionate, and Jason more so. And basically, when he gets to chatting about it, often uh, gets you out on a game, and then that's it. Like pretty much anyone gets stuck on it. Yeah, you do. You do like to talk, don't you, Jason? Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah, me and Ed have been bad influences on him ever since. So how really. long? How long ago was that, Parker? Um, two. Yeah, two years. Two years, maybe a little bit longer. Two years ago, yeah. so yeah, you're not you're, you're still relatively fresh to it all then, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you know, fresh face, bushy tailed, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, bushy faced as well. Bushy faced, <laughs> a tactical beard. Okay. <laughs> hey, you've got to have one. If you can grow it, do it. <laughs> so, Jason, what about you? Me? Uh, do you know what? Originally, my brother and his friends uh, started before me, and they were around the house. And I kind of did that thing where you look, go, you're playing with toy guns, you're playing toy soldiers, things like that. And then they're like, oh, just come along, have a go. So I did. And that's kind of history there. Is then, you know, I went, met Ed, brought gun off him and started playing airsoft. And then, yeah, you're very easy to become friends with Ed. He's very sociable, so. Yeah, very sociable. So just, just for the guys listening who don't know the shop, Ed is the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Ed, Ed is a boss, and his wife, Ida, is more of a boss. She's the real boss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ed's, Ed's the brains, and Ida's the motivation. And keeping him in check, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, Ed, if you're listening. It's these two guys you could have a go at. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, the shop originally started, if I remember correctly, it was in the indoor market in Stevenage, wasn't it? It was an indoor market, yeah, which is literally, what, 15 feet away from where we are now? Yeah, it's literally round the back from your current location, isn't it? Yeah, round yeah. the back the, of the shop kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. It's like the load, you, we, could shoot the, we could shoot the old uh, market stall from here. 
Yeah. Yeah, you could, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, it was started off as, if I remember, I'm, I'm trying to remember all the research I did on it, it was a clothing store originally, wasn't it? Just sort of tactical kit and surplus and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so Ed's, Ed's ex-forces, and then he left the forces, and then after a period of time joined the reserves, or the TA at the time, and he decided to sell, wanted to sell kit to his TA mates and surplus kit, so yeah, he started off selling clothing, and then got introduced to Airsoft through uh, Tony at Rift. Right, yeah, so yeah, uh, we'll come on to the bond with Rift in a bit. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll come on to all that in a, in a little while. Uh, then it obviously moved into sort of the bigger store, the current location, which if I remember from what you've told me, Jason, used to be a wedding shop, didn't it? Uh, originally, it was a wedding shop, but before here, we was in a smaller shop. So, Stevenage being a new town, it's got a few little um, kind of satellite high streets, best way to describe right. them. So, you got like a string of, string of shops parades. there. Yeah. yeah. And so it was on a small shop there, which, I mean, I can't think of square footage, but it's probably like a quarter of the size of the shop currently. Yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, Stevenage yeah. is a maze, isn't it? When I first came to see you guys, I, w- I was lost for about 10 minutes. I've lived here all my life, I still get lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, I need now to go on to the A1, basically. That's, yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah so it was in a smaller shop, and then... Yeah, I think it was like early 2016. I was kind of going, there's no room. We'd taken clothing off display and that had gone out the back. You know, it was walls of guns, 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 and then accessories. So even, you know, we were struggling to find space. And then this shop come available, which was before us, it was a wedding shop. So everything was pretty in pink when we got in here. We still get yeah. people turning up asking if it's the same place to buy dresses so <laughs> you could buy, oh, buy something yeah, you, could, you could buy you could buy stuff but it's not necessarily wedding related it depends what sort of wedding you want yeah true <laughs> it does <laughs> depends how wedding. much you like the wedding. future brother-in-law doesn't it <laughs> it's, it's a shop for the stag do yeah definitely. oh yeah definitely definitely um, so yeah you're in the current location and it's still guns, 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 isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much in the yeah, shop. Yeah, it didn't start off like that. Uh, we did have a room for clothes, uh, <laughs> which is now the pistol room. So that's that's how much, even since late 2016 when we moved in here, how much kind of we've then grown again. So that we've yeah, got I mean, a whole room full of pistols and yeah. clothes again have kind of gone to, they're kind of out back, but still on display. Yeah. So there's like a mannequin for each camo on display and then all the sizes in the back yeah i mean the thing you've got to remember as well is with the uh increasing popularity in sport and the amount of products that are on sale now i suppose the only way for you guys to keep a good selection for the various budgets that are on sale are available um is to expand like that and just go for all the guns i suppose isn't it yeah it, I mean, that's probably the best way to, to explain it. But the the big thing about the shop that we've got here is we try and make sure everything is on display. We're trying to come away from that sort of uh, ethos of having a small shop where you ask if they've got a gun and then they run off and then they bring the gun to you. 
Um, yeah, people, you can see it there and then, can't you? Yeah, and people rarely ask for clothing now, so it's easier to find an item of clothing than it is to go through hundreds of guns just trying to find one for a customer. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, uh, the other thing as well is you are literally, from what I've seen, apart from stocking systemers, you're pretty much catering for every single aspect of the airsoft market. You're going from your combat machines right up to your TM recalls, aren't you? And everything in between. Of course, but if you want a systemer, then we'll get one in. That's oh, our yeah, ethos. we'll get you a systemer. You want a systemer? Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you a price. Forty nine ninety nine. Sorry, everything so in here is ninety five. We, you know, we don't like the ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a running joke with a, a friend of mine, Roger. He um, he bought a systemer, and for ages, he told his missus that it cost him forty nine ninety nine, even to the extent <laughs> he got a fake invoice made. But then you got the trouble of that. Uh, when I die, I hope my wife doesn't sell my gear for the price I told her. <laughs> for it costs. what she thinks you bought it for, yeah. <laughs> Roger, if you're listening, don't fucking let Laura listen to this. <laughs> oh, there'll, be, there'll be some 14 year old getting the best bargain ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've played with that thing in a couple of games and it's unreal. But, I mean, my TM recall, you're getting similar performance. It's just. Obviously, there's differences between the systems that make the system slightly better. Although, one thing that yeah. I have noticed that Jason keeps trying to get me to buy, Jason H, this is, is the ASG Evo. You, I don't so, s- There's no good reason not to buy it, really. No, I mean, <laughs> so, so, so obviously, you, you've, you've got a whole section dedicated to the ICS ASG as they are now with their sort of partnership haven't you well, well everything in the shop sectionized really we kind of it's just the easiest way you know if you want a G&G go to that part of the shop and look at all the G&G together rather than kind of dotting around and the same with the ASG and the ICS and the new pro and the TM and then the snipers so it's just it's kind of retail logic really to put all the same brand in one place yeah 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 um, it's, it's, but I mean, it's it's good placement for you guys as well because it's literally as you walk into the store, you're greeted with all this ASG and ICS. So obviously that was the first thing you started showing me as well, Jason. When I came in the first time and met you, was you dragged me over there and started going, "You you want an Evo, don't you? You want an Evo, don't you?" So when did your love affair <laughs> with the Evo start? Uh, when did that start? Uh. That started 2015, the summer of, I believe. We had a, we did our first kind of Combat UK private day up at Tuddenham, Ooh, uh, which was actually, site. which was actually Parker's that first my, game. Yeah, that was my first game. It's a good site as well. Yeah, and nice mix with CQB and Woodland. We, yeah, we pretty much kept our games in the CQB area because that's what everyone loved. Uh, but we had Paul from ASG come up with the ASG car and the stand and you know you, what you saw at the, go- the jail that uh, Jake did pretty much the same thing yeah and the, the Evo, blaster tour yeah and Evo was on the stand and I had a go and and then like everyone who's got an Evo they had a go and then they wanted one <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I, could, I get that because when we played at the jail the other week and I had a go with yours it was awesome bit of kit, but then I, I had the sudden realization that we'd swap rifles or swap primaries, and we'd only got one bag each. So I was sat there going, 
I need to find Jason again because if I run out of ammo now, I'm fucked. <laughs> if I finish this mag off, that's it. Game over for me. Yeah, and there's 75 round mid cap, and on three round burst or full auto, it's very quick to to empty that. Yeah, mag. yeah even I'm on just... semi, the trigger response is just so sharp and snappy. Yeah, I uh, I borrowed um, one of our customers at the weekend, and um, went out and eight mags, eight mid caps were gone, just like. Straight away. I mean, he's got the uh, that speed trigger installed, and yeah. I mean, the amount, my trigger discipline's bad. I'll be honest, but I didn't realise how bad until I'd been I was touching that trigger and it was going off every which way. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's very short trigger pull, isn't it? Very light trigger pull to mm. get it to fire, even without the speed trigger. So I mean, I've had mine just kind of slung on semi and. Walks past a bush and a trig twig has set the trigger off, and the speed trigger is even more sensitive. Bloody hell! Hundred to think. I, I think <laughs> I, I think I remember that when we were walking out actually, and we just swapped, and I went, I just was having a look at it, and I just went to see what the trigger response was like, and I just looked to you and went, "Fucking hell, Jason, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing." And, and that's standard. My, yeah, and then there's you with my uh, TA recall, probably thinking. Wow, I've got to pull this back a long way before. Yeah, I'm rise. waiting half hour for each shot to go off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as well I've got those upgraded springs in there, then, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the easiest way to describe what you don't have in the shop is. Uh, I can't think of anything really. You've even got the King Arms M1s, which I also like the look of very, very much. <laughs> and the Guest Blowback Thompson, which I like the look of very, very much. Yeah, it's very tasty. Really, yeah. really tasty. Yeah. I haven't got, fired one for real, people. though. I've got some people who really love the probably a damn sight uh, more accurate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, obviously you've got your range as well, which you've been running a little competition on this year, haven't you? Uh, not, not, well, yeah, it's or more just a little fun. Now? De- no, no, it's <laughs> not so much a competition, just kind of bragging rights more than anything. No, there's no, yeah, there's no prize yeah, at the end of it. You're playing for bragging rights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got that, the. It's um, always a good trophy for airsofters, though, isn't it? They love it, don't they? A little bit yeah, of bragging. They get to go, I was the quickest on this range. Yeah, but Ed won't let anyone be the quickest, so that's it's kind of like a fight and a losing battle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite good as well, because obviously you've got the uh, airsoft monkeys, is it? The tech service? Yeah, so we've got Phil and Reese who. Um, yeah. Kind of their, their own little business within the business, uh, yeah. running under their, their name, Airsoft Monkey. Uh, yeah, the so originally Phil joined in early 2016. Uh, we needed a tech at the time, and Phil was running out of his shed in his back garden, and so we'd take repairs up to him in Biggleswade to get repaired. And then it kind of Ooh, when we got the bigger local, uh, it's half hour from here, but yeah, an hour's round trip. But when we got the bigger location, it just kind of made sense to give him some space. Well, yeah, it's, it does help, I suppose, doesn't it? You can have them on site, and then you can go... And then, it, it, like, worst-case scenario, if he did get robbed and all the guns were at his house and they all got nicked, you know, at least there there's potential they're a little bit more secure in their current location, aren't they? Well, yeah, and with regards to security, uh, before this was a bridal shop, at one point it was actually a bank. So um, even all the doors, everyone with special bars in and all sorts, it's really 
So, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that helps you, I suppose. Yeah. And as well, when it's here, it again helps us to be the one-stop shop. You can come in, you can buy a gun, and if you want it to shoot a million miles at a million FPS, you can give it to Phil and he can do the upgrades before you walk out of the shop. I mean, you can't walk out the same day, but you can buy it, book it in to get upgraded, and then once you take it to the site, bam, you got a, a gun that's shooting how you want. Guys, by the way, please don't get a gun that fires a million FPS, or RPS, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, you're more than welcome to, if you do have a firearm certificate. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about the rounds per second there as well, because... Yeah, we all know there, what it's like. There's a couple of videos on our Instagram of uh, some high rate of fire builds that Phil and Reese have uh, turned out. Yeah, I <laughs> don't get me started. I'll, I'll get triggered <laughs> after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> having, having seen some of the death machines that were out on the field at the game I've just come back from, which shall remain nameless for this show. Um, yeah, <laughs> it just reminds me again why certain people with HPA aren't necessarily a great idea. I'm glad you Don't said get me wrong, it's people. entertaining watching people go around going, look at this! But <laughs> <laughs> you're sort of thinking, nah, I don't want to be against someone who's got that. Well, you're, just you know, just you're talking to the converted here, Parker is, uh, yeah. Parker is Mr. HPA. I am Mr. HPA. But you, you're saying don't, about... Don't get me wrong, it's, it's not HPA as a whole... Certain people, yeah. Yeah, it's certain people's usage of it. Well, we, um, we've got certain customers and uh, things like that that they've managed to get silly rates of fires out of AGs. Um, so, it, it's the person, isn't it? It's not the gun, it's the person. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're hoping to have Phil on the show in a couple of weeks' time anyway, so we can talk more about the tech service. But it is certainly helpful having that on site because, like like I've done in the past a couple of times, I've just walked in with a gun and gone, guys, sort that out for me, please, and then left with it With a there. gun in a bag, let's just add that bit. Yeah, because oh, yeah, we don't are worry. on a high street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just walking down the high street with a bloody M14 SOCOM or a gas blowback M4 out, you know. it is. You wouldn't be the case. first person to try. <laughs> I'm sure I wouldn't have been, and I'm sure I wouldn't be the last if I did do it, but, you know, I'll just have a little bit of common sense about me yeah. when I'm carrying my guns around. Even to the extent when I'm travelling to games, they're locked away rather than just in a bag. Yeah, yeah, it's all common sense, isn't it? Like, with the HPA owners, with any gun, you can stick to high rate of fire, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Common exactly. sense, everyone needs it. Yeah, well, yeah, common sense isn't common. Yeah, so, uh, moving on, the uh, main thing that you guys do now as well is provide, other than obviously with the shop, the other main thing you do is providing the on-site shop for Rift. Uh, yeah, games, isn't it? So yeah, how did that uh, partnership come around? Is that just because of Tony meeting Ed and getting him into airsoft? Uh, partly yes, and as well. So at the actual on-site first on-site shop was back when Ed was still in the market. He took his took his little uh, marquee up there and was selling clothes uh, to the airsofters back when Rift was again still quite early on. Uh, but it wasn't really until last year was it last two fa- end of 2016 it's two, two, or early yeah. 2017 
No, early 2017, <laughs> yeah. Then we started doing the proper on-site shops at um, all their sites. So they got Comsite Free in Banbury, the Village in Royston, the Bomb Dump down in Hampshire, and the Ridge at Barton and Clay, just stone's throw from Luton. And, yeah, at Comms we got a purpose-built shack to set up the shop. And the other sites we pretty much just used fold-away tables and a couple of marquees to set up what kind of looks like a bit of a market stall but again we try and provide a bit of what we already provide in the shop but bringing it to the players so how do you guys manage to keep on top of all these games then because with four sites there must be clashes we got five guys and then we just split the team on a double day so there are there are two there are some clashes where there's two game two rift games running so we just kind of split ourselves down the middle right and okay so like you'll be like okay so Say Jason and Jason, you're going to this one, and then Phil and whoever else goes to the other one, or whatever. Yeah, so we got uh, so me and Parker, obviously uh, Phil and Reese, the two techs. So they normally come as well, and we got a fifth guy who helps out on a uh, kind of as and when basis called Jack Rose. So when we got the the five kind of member staff days, he jumps in mm. and gives us a hand. We um we also try and make sure that we've got a tech at each site if we can um right yeah that makes sense because we've got four people in the shop in total that are asg approved now so whether they're a sort of a full-time tech or whether they're someone who's been trained as a tech we try and make sure just in case that someone's gun goes down we can do a little bit of on-site surgery if it's possible so yeah because this is the other thing i liked about the tech service you guys provide as well you will take them away at a game and then bring it to the next one that they're at won't you if, yeah. if it's fixed in time obviously yeah yeah again that's you know saving the customer the price of posting the gun back to them because especially the bomb dump and comm site free they're a good hour and a half hour 45 minutes from the shop so they're not necessarily people who can easily get to the shop without having a day off work yeah or they're not the exactly Saturday. local are they yeah so that's where the service really kind of shines yeah, exactly, and um, it's certainly something that I haven't seen much of at other sites. It does happen, but it's not as commonplace, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. It, I've I've been to sites before where I've seen people with guns go down, and they go, oh, you'll have to bring it into the shop on Monday, and then you've got a player sat there like, well, what do I do for the rest of today, <laughs> kind of thing. Well, we, um, yeah, we, we often take, uh, so we've got like shop guns or... Uh, our own guns, we take them with us anyway, regardless whether we're playing or not. So nine times out of ten, when a player's gun goes down and it's sort of like, that's it, it's dead, um, we'll offer them one of our guns, and if they don't want one of that, then we try and arrange a higher gun as well. So people generally, even if they've only got the one gun and it goes down, they've got something to play with. I mean, We've all been there, we've all been to a game day, and for whatever reason, we just can't play, and it's it's just demoralising for the whole day, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. It, it ruins you, and it it doesn't necessarily just ruin it. It potentially puts people off coming back because they're like, well, this stuff keeps breaking. What's the point in me going to a game? Because I, I get halfway through the day, it goes down, and it I can't I can't play for the rest of the day. And it's there's that potential, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I could. I actually agree with you there because um, the first time I ever had a gun breakdown, I literally only had the one gun. Um, but luckily, Reese was there, and uh, he saved me. He 
quickly performed open heart surgery and put a new piston in my gun. And um, that was it. Like I only missed one one of the games for the day, but I was back on my feet, back in there, and that sort of really encouraged me. But for that one game, that was, you know, I'd only been playing about nine or ten weeks, and uh, I found that really sort of, yeah, disheartening. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I still get hacked off when I'm at a game and a gun goes down because I'm like, now I've got to go and take that somewhere and go to do this and get that sorted. Like, I've got. To, in fact, I'm going to have to run one over to you because one of the connectors decided to become unbloody soldered. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, Aww. but it was the first game I've used it at since it's been soldered into Deans. <laughs> yeah, so, bit, yeah. I found out how tricky it was to solder into Deans uh, myself on Saturday when I. <laughs> did my own Evo. It took me about like an hour and a half just to solder four four connectors on. So <laughs> <laughs> don't. I'll, I'll tell you a story about it after this recording. Actually, with that one. <laughs> yeah. But back back so, to kind of the demoralising thing. I think with new players, their first kind of introduction to the airsoft community is us as retailers, and then the sites as site owners. So in between us and the site owners, if their gun breaks and we're able to get them back on their feet out playing whether it's with their own gun or one of our guns or a higher gun then it really kind of makes them think oh this is a really good community because the people who are in the business are trying to do this what are the players going to do yeah exactly and yeah <laughs> don't let the players do things on their own because sometimes it'll go badly badly wrong as we yeah. know <laughs> So, what's what's in what's in store for Combat UK for the next year or so? Um, I think we're pretty much planning on trying to continue doing what we're doing at the moment because it seems to be working for now. Uh, there is a web we've got a website uh, onlyairsoft.com. Uh, there's another version of it in the works which should be even better than the current website. So that's kind of the short term goal is to get that new website up and running. Uh, linked with our system in the shop so that stock numbers are on the kind of correct all the time. Yeah, because that, that's one thing I have noticed on some websites in the past. You go on and it says, oh, you've got six in stock, and then you order it, and it turns up about a month later, and they're like, oh, we had to order some more in. Yeah, norm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've all had that. But when that does happen with us every now and then, we can either order it in and it only takes a couple of days to get to us or we'd contact the customer and go look there's been a problem this isn't in stock we have this which is very similar to it in stock if you want it or you can wait or we can sort you know sort you out in other ways so yeah exactly so i mean yeah a couple of days isn't as bad as some places will make you wait yeah but, but then if, again, that's all down to always the good customer, the customer service as well and um, I mean, yeah, there's certain stores at the moment, as I'm sure you've seen on the Facebook pages, that have not exactly got the best reputation for customer service. <laughs> we um, won't name them in this episode. No, no, we can't say that. In impartiality, <laughs> we won't name them in person here, but I'm sure yeah. everyone who's in the know knows who they are anyway. Yeah, although working, working on the other side, you do kind of feel for some of these people who kind of get a bit of bad rap on on facebook because you kind of see a message and then it turns out that this person's instead of contacting the shop themselves first off either by phone or email they've just gone straight to social media to have a bit of a whine 
So yeah, I mean, yeah, you get both sides of it. Sometimes it will just be literally someone says, oh, "I did this a week ago and it's not turned up," and then the first question it will get asked is, "Have you contacted the store?" And they'll be like, "Well, no." Yeah, and then like you just see that all kick off, and then eventually the post gets taken down because the person realizes what an idiot they've been. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some that kind of from just reading the one side of story seem a bit justified, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, but for us, customer service is you know that's it. That's always been yeah number ever, one ever since I started. Ed has always drilled into me. It's all about the customer. It's not. It's not about trying to sell this or trying to get someone to buy the newest thing. It's making sure the customer's happy. Um, even if they come back, you know, it happens. Sometimes a gun will break within the first game. And, um, you know, we're always here to meet you with a smile and sort of try and help you out as best as possible. Yeah, we know these things break down. I've had it first-hand last year with my TM recall when it broke down after two months. Yeah. yeah well, Which is unusual for a TM recoil as well. Yeah, you only need something to be like slightly off with a gun, and that's it. It'll, you know. Yeah, even yeah. even Toko Murray have the Friday afternoon jobs. So. Yeah, I think I got one of those. <laughs> you should have seen it. The piston was only worn down one side. Oh wow! Teeth on the piston, so obviously as that's drawn back, it's just locked up and seized. Yeah, but I think a, a company's customer service really shines through when things are going wrong. It's really easy to be nice and friendly when you're when you're selling someone something or something's going really well and they're giving you good feedback and five star reviews. But I think what really kind of helps or kind of shows how good you are with kind of your customers is when you get that one star review. What you know, how do you correct that for the customer? Or when you get that customer who's guns broken down the very first game and they come in and they're like, oh, it's a bunch of rubbish. It broke on the first game and how you really uh, kind of try and reassure that person that don't worry, we'll, we'll get it sorted, and you know they don't, if they can leave with a smile on their face even after all that's happened, then we're doing our job yeah. right. No matter how abusive they may get to you, you wasn't that abusive. You was you was quite calm. He's quite calm. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know what you mean about it. I used to do bar work, and obviously customer service is a big thing there as well. Despite how drunk and much of a dick they are. You've got to still be nice yeah. to them. I mean, Obviously, you guys don't tend to deal with drunk people. Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Normally just Trust ourselves. me, I have to drive over there, so I've not had a few beers before I come in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, my first job was Marks and Spencer's, and it was always homed in whenever a customer has a problem, focus on what you can do, what you can't do, and the customer will be happy. Yeah, exactly. So yes. that's, that's kind of... It's kind of what we got going on here is everyone is you know focused on the customer whether you you're the first time here or your third fourth or fiftieth time here you're going to get the same level of service yeah exactly exactly and that's uh, that's what you want that's what any airsoft shop should be doing and it's it's good to see that generally the shop's pretty good at keeping on top of it with the good customer service. I mean, as you guys do, as, as I've seen at other shops as well, you go in, you ask for something, they'll order it for you. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, at the end of the day, you want something, we'll we'll do our best yeah. to provide it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and if we can't, we'll come back and say, we can't get this for you. Yeah. We're sorry, we tried. Right, let's think of something really obscure. What was it I saw the other day? It was like, a load of M4... No, it was a load of shotguns made into a Gatling gun or something like that. Mag-fed shotguns. We could make one for gun. you. Do you want one, mate? We'll <laughs> yeah, I one. mean, that's custom work. It's going to cost you, but we'll make it. <laughs> Just charge it to Jason. Jason H. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so let's let's I think we've sort of discussed what's going on with the shop in detail. Let's talk about what you guys have Oh no we haven't no, there's one thing I've just remembered actually, social media side of it. That's our favourite bit. That's our favourite bit in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't believe I forgot about it because that's how I got in touch with you guys in the first place. The Instagram. Um, yeah. That's that's how you guys talked me into coming over to the shop and get, having a look around one Saturday morning. And then the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. So, so I so, think um, social media is the new, the new way. Well, not, not so much a new way, but it's the best way to get yourself across. Certainly the way of the message. Especially yeah. Instagram these days. It seems to be where the airsofters tend to go now rather than Facebook. Yeah, Instagram's more um, sort of open. You don't get sort of... Because anyone can see your pictures. You can sort of put it on there. You put the right hashtags and it's yeah. a great way to get yourself out there. There's so many players out there that, you know, want just their loadout to be seen. But, I mean, if there I suppose Facebook's it... more of a hassle as well from a retail point of view with the restrictions on gun sales, etc., etc. I suppose. It's uh, more well, we're eight. quite lucky as um, as retailers. We're not actually hit by the the selling ban on Facebook because we're not selling directly through Facebook. So there's, you're still yeah. allowed to advertise. So we can still put a picture of a gun on Facebook and say, "Here's a web link if you want to buy it." Basically. Yeah. Uh, but the only issue with Facebook is when your page gets to a certain size, it limits the percentage of followers who see your posts naturally without having to share it everywhere. So, I mean, our, we got 5,000, maybe four or 5,000 followers on Facebook. But yeah. when we put a post up, you know, we're happy we get 2,000 views on it. So you're thinking only half, half and that's that's views from everyone. So... You know, we could probably say like a third of our actual followers are seeing that post because Facebook yeah. just they want you to pay for it really, and they you know you just get ad after ad of Facebook trying to get you to make an ad. Whereas with Instagram, they don't they don't limit you, don't restrict you. You could post a hundred pictures a day, and each picture is going to be seen by people who follow you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, it's certainly a much easier way of getting the content out. Yeah, you but, can't put as much information on there and you can't embed links in the comments, so there is still restrictions with yeah, Instagram. Yeah, that's one thing that's been annoying me recently because obviously I've got the affiliation with uh, Skirm Shop. But yeah. you try and put the link in, it just comes up as a link. Someone's then got to copy that and put it into their web browser, whereas yeah, yeah. on Facebook you can go, bang, there's a link and it will do it. Yeah, so most stuff is mirrored between Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's a little bit more kind of uh, formal setting, so... It'd be like, look, we got this in, this in, this in, here's a web link. Whereas social media is a bit more kind of, a bit of that as well, advertising the products, but also a little bit of, here's behind the scenes, here's us having a bit of fun. Yeah, we, we yeah. also have a bit of banter between our other shops as well, sort of tagging each other's in, you know, our pictures and commenting. And we, we even message the other shops on Instagram just to catch up, really. It's not, you know... It's not as formal, you don't have to sort of uh, put on this massive, brave face, you know, we're these people and we're against everyone else. It's it's not like that on Instagram. No, that's, that's what you want in the, uh, that's what you want in the community. Um, certainly the impression I got was there's a few retailers that will just go at each other's throats all the time, but you're all working together throughout the country to try and achieve the same thing, so surely it makes sense to get along especially with uh, such a limited community as airsoft is in a way yeah so you know we're, we're better off as friends than enemies so we get on 
I don't think there's any other shop we have any rivalry with, not that we know of. No, no. Uh, we got on with, you know, we tagged platoon stores in posts. We're quite local to Pro Airsoft, so we tag them in a few posts and there's a little bit of to and fro every now and then, cheerful banter. So I think it's good and, you know, the friendlier the shops are to each other, the better the community as a whole is because then you're not going to get kind of tribal between players going, oh, I'm a... Combat UK customer, only Combat UK, rah, 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 so... Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, people are more likely to shop around if you're helping each other as well, like you're in the area and you just go, oh, I'll pop in here and have a look. That's it, we, I mean, even if we're, we're in areas as well, I mean, uh, Jason travels country quite a lot, and he'll quite often uh, stop into a shop for a cup of tea and things like that. Um, so we, you know, we have a good old chat, and uh, we was at Dragon's Lair at the weekend, and... Even there, we was you know chatting to uh, sort of the local tech that was there. Um, he's also the head marshal, and just it's just a good old friendly environment. Oh, you mentioned it on the show. We we enjoyed ourselves, yeah. So we played yesterday at Dragon's Lair, so we had a load of customers with us. So that's what we do as well. Is uh, it's not just about going to Rift and doing a shop or being in the shop. It's about for us getting around to the local sites, dragging a few customers along with us. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's enough airsoft love in the UK to go around to everyone. Yeah, so but you've got to make sure you're playing at the... Is it the village on the 20th that I'm getting dragged to? 20th of so. May. We're, we're out of country, me, Parker <laughs> and Ed. <laughs> oh, we, I'm turning up to a game and you're not there. You're phoning yeah, uh, at me to come <laughs> along to a rift game and you fly away, you disappear. I know, I know, but we're going to Slovakia to shoot real guns, so you have to forgive us. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's um. He, I want he, to do it. <laughs> yeah, Jason's always you know banging on about the Evo, but there's one point, one thing he bangs on more about, and that's the real Evo. So, yeah, he, yeah, to be he literally fair, says I'm half it's... tempted to buy a real Desert Eagle now after having played with a real one because I'm more <laughs> likely to be a bit more accurate with the airsoft one than the real one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we so we're one. away. So yeah, we're away on on that weekend. I'm afraid. Um, that's another thing we do actually at Combat UK. We do uh, this is be the second trip to Slovakia for shooting. Uh, we're hoping it will become a more regular thing for more customers to go out there and actually try real shooting. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one thing that um, just came up. Actually, I'm going to give him a shout out. That Arian shit tagged me in. That. Um, from the Airsoft and Milsim news blog, I think the article was by Chris from there originally, and it was shared to me, which was about the um, transferring the rules from real firearms over to Airsoft. And personally, I think it's a cracking idea because if you treat it like a real firearm, you're going to get much safer players in the safe zone. Let's be honest, we all know the story of the kid that lost an eye. We've all heard the horror stories about other sites around the UK where you see some rather questionable oh, things. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. I always get a bit of a sort of a squeaky moment when someone dry fires in the uh, safe zone. Yeah, and if you notice now, it's always before the safety brief as well. They think, oh, they haven't told us yet. We can get away with it and they'll start doing it in the safe zone. Yeah, I mean... Airsoft guns should be treated like real guns, uh, whether you think they're loaded or not, whether you think they've got gas in them up, or you know, whether you're just cleaning them in your boss's house and accidentally shoot his TV out. Um, I mean, we've had certain members of staff do that before. 
Maybe. <laughs> is, is, is that certain member of staff on this chat tonight and not you, Mr. Parker? Yeah, that that would be affirmative on that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much yeah. did it cost you, Jason? Uh, I, won't, I won't go into to money, but it was an expensive TV. <laughs> so it wasn't a cheap fix for you? No, no, it was a 3D TV. I bet you TV. learned your lesson, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned my lesson to basically sort my kit out better when on site. It was one of those days when I was in a rush to get home, so everything just got kind of chucked into a bag. And I go, oh, when I get back, because I was, cause I was house sitting for the boss while he was away looking after his dogs. So I'd been there for the day. I got back to his, his, and I was sorting my stuff out, and just happened to pick the pistol out that had a magazine loaded in it, and which then just happened happened to be pointing towards his TV when it went off. So. Yeah, so if you take a bit more care of your stuff and treat it a bit better, then accidents like that don't happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, personally, it's something... I mean, I was I was part of the cadet forces for 14 and a half years, so I've been brought up from the age of 13 around real steel rifles, so... For me personally, it was sort of second nature that I'll pick the say I'll pick a pistol out of the case, I'll pick it up, I'll lock it back, I'll check it's clear before I start working with it and getting everything else prepped and putting it in my holster and that. But people don't tend to, um, I've noticed. A lot of people who haven't necessarily had that experience especially won't think along that. They'll just be like, Oh, it's an airsoft gun, it doesn't really matter if that makes sense but yeah, it's you, just. I think it's just something that gets ingrained, isn't it? You still hear those horror stories of, uh, you know, firearms officers who have bought airsoft guns and moaned that, you know, it's set itself off magically in their house and things like that. So, I think it, gun safety is probably the biggest thing that needs, especially to new players. Um, we always sort of bang on about it in the shop, and and it's nice to see players on site when there's a new player there the first thing they do is like no don't put your mag in your gun don't you know don't do this don't throw fire it's yeah it's another and community thing whenever we send in someone their first AEG or their first pistol we always you know take a couple of minutes to sit there and go through it with them and go right this is your safety this is your semi full auto battery goes in here or gas goes in here this is how you clean it you know so kind of give them a little bit of a a mini safety brief on the weapon before they even leave the shop with it yeah, exactly, and I, th- I think that's something that we, I, I know a few retailers do it, I'm not sh- I couldn't say all of them do because obviously I haven't toured the country and seen every single shop that's on around yeah. the UK, I'd be mad if I did because I'd probably end up buying something at every single one, <laughs> but yeah, certainly firearm safety is something that needs to be ingrained into people and it's good to see retailers doing that because at the end of the day as well, you're effectively going well. They've been a dick with it. I told them what they needed to do, so it's a sort of cover your ass exercise as well, in in some respects, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, and if we show them how it works, and you know they use it in a way that they shouldn't, and it breaks, and we can say we showed you how it worked. You know what went wrong. Yeah, what so, happened, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely covering yourself there. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had a few phone calls after I've brought this gun and I don't know how to put the battery in. So when we take the time to show them how to put the battery in, you know, they're not trapping wires, they're plugging it in the right way. Not that you can really plug it in the wrong way, but I'm sure someone could have. They tried really hard. 
Um, with a hammer and a lighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've had incidents where someone's brought a second-hand gun and it's their first gun. They've come to us and the gun is in literally every bit possible. Like, I'm yeah. not just talking stock taken. Oh. I'm talking like yeah. the gun completely in base components because the guy said, "Oh, you just take it apart and put the battery in." And the customers come to us, go, "I did what the guy said." And now I have a hundred bits of airsoft gun. That that literally took airsoft monkey about four hours to rebuild that gun. It was just lit a box full of screws, parts, gears, base components, and. Although having said that, that's how my uh, TM recall went to the tech last year. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were on site, and one of the guys goes, "I'll have a quick look to see, like, what's wrong with it." So, so we like like you guys do. He was trying to figure out what was going on on site. Yeah. So he's sat in the safe zone. I've borrowed someone else's. In fact, I borrowed the uh, Sistema that day because uh, the guy who sold me the TM was on site and he he wasn't playing. He was just there to sell a few bits and get some photos and that. So he said to me, borrow this for a while while they're having a look at it. And the guy, um, he took it apart, found out the piston was locked and he was like, well, there's no point putting it back together now because it's just going to get taken apart again at the... Um, <laughs> At the tech anyway, so we put the body back together and put that in the case, and then um, literally the gearbox and all the internals of this TM recall were in like a takeaway box that had been oh. washed out. I oh. bet you was a tech's best friend. Well, yeah, it's, it's saved them a little bit of time, hasn't it? I suppose when they've they've not got to take it all apart now, they've just got to put it all back together once they've replaced the appropriate bits. True, but we always, we always like to remind the customers when they buy something from us if. It, for whatever reason stops working throughout the day don't let your friend take it apart bring it straight back to us <laughs> I mean it, luckily as well that day I actually managed to get to the shop I've, I've never driven so quickly from Colchester to St Albans but that's neither here nor there um, I didn't get any speeding fines so I must have been behaving in some respect <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I, li- I literally drove from the site to the shop gave him everything and then went and yeah, I got it back. Worked for about nine months of solid gameplay, eight nine months of solid gameplay, playing pretty much every weekend, and then decided to eat itself inside as well. Ooh, so when the motor dropped and it ate all the internals, so it had to go Ooh. off to the tech again, which was a nice hundred and eight pound repair bill when I got back from Vegas. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's at this point I'd like to stress that it is important to sort of service your guns regularly. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that's something. Avoided. That's, no, I mean, it was, yeah, it was. Um, I tend to take the guns in every year, even with regular use, just to get everything changed out. Yeah, I know it's going to be sort of on its last legs at that point, anyway. But yeah, at least every year, if not sooner, I'd say getting the gun serviced because you need to at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you, you got you got mean, a lot of moving parts in there that need to be greased, and you know you know kind of meshing well otherwise they are going to start eating themselves yeah. and as well you got the hot rubbers i mean they're a bit of rubber that your your bb rubs against so they're going to wear down after a while and not be as although, effective as they are brand new though having said that a guy i know a guy called ryan he had a gng combat machine we called it the shit bat machine <laughs> he'd had this thing from new for about two years and had not serviced it had not cleaned it or anything and it was still going yeah I mean 
the GNGs and the new so roles, it they are volumes for how well these things can be made. Some of them can be so. made, yeah, that well. But when you when you get into the higher end, so like the high end ASGs, the TMs, VFCs, uh, even some of the ICS guns, you've um, you got to be you more know, regular you've, with the uh... yeah. There's more. There's there's less tolerance in the move in inside the internals. So yeah. Um, they're more so high-tuned you, machines and then uh, of you know the cheaper guns so it is yeah, you, you exactly, pretty much yeah. you pay you get what you pay for in airsoft yeah exactly uh, not saying that gng is bad i mean i started with gng and new price so they're great I, I great prices great to get people well. in and yeah. backup guns because they like you said they go for Ever. Well, that's it, yeah. I, my Predator's still going for it. It's the gun that I lend out to everyone when, you know, their guns go down, when my gun goes down. It's the first thing I go to. And uh, the only thing it's ever had done was, you know, it threw a wobbly in the first couple of weeks and chewed up a piston. But ever since then, it's it just goes and goes and goes. So. Yeah, I mean, me personally, the only reason I got rid of my combat machine was because I wanted to get a bit more money to go towards my TM recall. So, uh, yeah, I got that on finance, luckily. So, by selling that off, I could pay a little bit more off early. So, it was a catch-22. And I didn't really want to sell it, because it, it was a cracking little gun. And um, despite yeah. all the horror stories people had told me about mags for them and that, I was, I was just running the new Pro mags straight through them and not having an issue at all. So And like any other mag, I could get my hands on. So, it was just going and going and going. Yeah, they're they're great backup guns as well. If you have got a friend that you want to get into airsoft and you don't really want to give them your Evo or your TM, you know, just chuck them your combat machine because you know <laughs> whenever someone first plays, they rinse the hell out of each gun they get their hand on. Yeah, exactly. So if you can give them a gun that can take it, do that. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So with with going because we've got slightly sidetracked there. Going back to the Instagram, <laughs> are you guys going to oh, carry yeah. on the uh, Sunday evening? On the drive back from the site, extravaganza. Oh, the combat stream. carpool. Combat yeah. carpool, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think uh, there's some you asked sites. Me to be on that, but I was sick the weekend you started it. You said to me, yeah. "Do you want to come on it?" But then, like, you went live, and I was like, "I don't really want to go on because I was literally." I, I, you could you ask anyone I was in Birmingham with on the Friday night, the Saturday morning. I was literally dying. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. I mean, it's. Yeah, I like I like I really enjoy the live streaming because I was you know when I'm a, a riff doing a the shop, you know I like to get out during the mini games and live stream people actually playing airsoft and then to kind of have a chat on the way home, it really just kind of again extends that customer relations mm. kind of community building that we like to do and you know get people chatting and you know as well we're on our way home so most people else most people are going to either be at home or on their way home from airsoft so you can have a good old chat about your day and you know and it breaks it up for us because comms and bomb them they're quite a long journey home so i think their comms was an hour and a half and that live stream we did just made the drives fly by even though we got stuck in traffic so i enjoyed it um don't think Reese enjoyed being on camera though. We kept making him, we kept giving him a hard time for not reading the comments quick enough. Uh, and we actually we kind of got a little plan uh, idea in the works of doing like a midweek live stream from the shop on Instagram. Cool. Yeah, on Instagram and Facebook. But 
they would kind of focus more on new products and showing off products and answering kind of customer questions or tech questions if we can you know yeah it'll be interesting to see and definitely something to watch out for from you guys yeah we, we, we're we just trying to work out when the best time to do it we're kind of thinking evening time and then just kind of in the process of picking the best day to do it so that's going to hopefully start in the next few weeks you yeah, know hopefully sooner than later and how long it goes on for depends on how popular it is yeah yeah, one to watch, one to watch. Last thing I've got for you guys, I had a question sent in from Ed. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it like that? <laughs> he said, can I ask you what it's like working for the nicest guy in Airsoft? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, Pretty couldn't sure say a bad him. word. Hi, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say a bad yeah. word. He he picks the best whiskey. He does pick the best whiskey, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> To be, to be honest, you know, in all honesty, he's, he's a very fair and uh, nice guy. So, yeah, because I met him for the first time in person at IWA. Oh yeah, and he's just so. Oh yeah, at the ASG. Uh, yeah, the ASG, the ASG kind of um, ca- canopy college. evening. Pre 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 meal sim <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like like you said, he's just really nice guy to talk to. Really easy to get along with. So. He's um, yeah, very okay. down to earth. He's you know calls a spade a spade, and he lets you know, sort of like what's what. So yeah, yeah, you know he's he gives credit where due, and if you mess up, he tells you you messed up, and you know, kind of tells you how to not mess up next time. So it's really yeah, really fair, boss. So can't complain. You know, and he takes me to IWA, so it's awesome. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> I believe it when you were there. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I actually know someone else who's here. And oh, then it, just it was an out awesome that, weekend. Yeah, it just turns out that you know more people than you realise. Like when we the UK up community the, is really small. Yeah, so yeah, when we queued up for the flight, um, <laughs> I was with two of the guys that are in the uh, sniper ops group and that, and it actually turned out that they're also with Skirm Shop and that. So <laughs> I, I sort of knew them through there, but I've never met them in person. So yeah, well, we was. Um, we was on the Thursday morning flight and we got to Stansted Airport and then we ran into Paul, Jake and Ben. Then we ran into the guys from New Pro, so Trent and Hannah and the gang. Then we ran into Chris from Vortex, um, which is a guy we got to know very well recently since we started stocking Vortex. Uh, and all the all the people we've met kind of in the airsoft uh, business, they're just the nicest people in the world. Yeah, Chris. Chris came along to our event at the jail, that the ASG Blaster tour, and he was giving away hats and letting people try out the sites. And again, ASG were there; they were giving away, you know, BBs and and hats and whatnot. So, uh, and again, you know, we had drinks and food with people from New Pro and ASG took us out to dinner as well. And it's just, I think, IWA is just one of the best things to get to. It's, if you can, I mean, it's very hard to get tickets. You pretty much need to be in the business to get tickets in the first yeah, place. So exactly, yeah. It's a bit of an exclusive, excuse, uh, exclusive weekend. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's worth doing if you can. And I think that's about it for tonight, guys. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Where can everyone find you? Uh, they can find us on Instagram at combat underscore UK underscore official. 
um, on my personal Instagram, Jason underscore combat underscore UK. <laughs> uh, you can find Parker at Plaid Warrior. Uh, Facebook, Combat UK Stevens on Facebook. We got our website, onlyairsoft.com. We got the shop in Stevenage, uh, which you can find quite easily by Googling Combat UK. Will you say yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Well, okay, I'll give you the whole address if you want. You know, pens, pens Steve, ready. Stevenage is a maze. Yeah, pens ready. Then it's uh, it's thirteen to fifteen marketplace, Stevenage, Hertfordshire, Sierra Golf One Five Delta Hotel, uh, and you can find us at all the rift sites. Yeah, or, or if you're trying to find Combat UK, just look for the indoor market and turn left. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you park <laughs> that's in the, the easiest uh, way to yeah. find it now for me. Park in the indoor market. Um, literally, as you come out the doors, that's the back of the shop, and yeah, you can walk around. Yeah, and you're yeah. there. Look at the shop having the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I've, I've, I've possibly popped into for a chat and a cup of tea or whatever. Oh Not yeah, the kettle. The, the, the kettle does not stop. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> in fact, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. Actually. We'll have the kettle ready. Good man, good man. As usual, guys, you know where to find me, Instagram, Facebook, etc. at the Chess After Show next week. I'm not going to give too much detail away about next week's episode <coughs> in advance. Dun, dun, but dun. It's, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but it's more uh, for you guys to get involved, definitely, for the uh, newer players coming in. So, yeah. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Chess After Show. Jason's plural. Thanks for coming in again. <laughs> A no pleasure. Worries. Absolute pleasure. We and, look forward uh, to next I'll time. See you guys soon. Yeah. Take care, guys. See you later. See Take you. care. See you, mate. Bye.